This episode of Love Madden, the podcast, is brought to you by our friends at Tap Tap Send, the fast and easy way to send money across the world, now operating in Ethiopia. I recently used it and the money was transferred almost instantly with no fees. Try it for yourself. Download the app, Tap Tap Send, in your app store, and then use the promo code Love Madden to get 10 extra US dollars to send to your family or friends back home. Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join hosts Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels for some good and healthy girl talk. Get comfortable and ready to take some notes because there's always a gem. This season, we are digging into radical self-love through the 12 principles of healing through hospitality. Welcome to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. <clears throat> What's up? Happy Uh-oh. Valentine's Day. <laughs> I had a little, <laughs> <a> little call. <laughs> I saw the meme where it's like, or some TikTok video. I don't know. It was like trying to hold in your call. Some people don't think <laughs> no. They were like when the, um, and I don't, the it was a hairstylist who had a client in yeah. her chair. And the client didn't have on a mask, which was a little bit weird, but whatever. Mm-hmm. This is like for production value. Mm. In the, um stylist coughs she does have a mask on but mm-hmm. the client like automatically like the warning sign um lights or whatever sounds go off the client gets up takes off her cape and is like I'm done girl so let me tell you when I went to get my um eyebrows microbladed like this is uh-huh. like a year ago one of her policies you had to sign off on um hey Nico, that you won't you're call. Listening. girl if you clear your throat more than three times she can ask you to leave on a third time. So I had cleared my throat once <clears throat> and I made light of it. I was like, girl, I read in your policy. And she was like, you got two more times. Like, jo- like joking. Joking. And so right, the right. second time I was like, <clears throat> she was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, dog, I don't know if I'm going to have a third one. This appointment was too high. And we both like busted out laughing. So she's like, she, um. It was like some standard language, and she put it in there in case she felt uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. she's like, you know, you're fine, but sis, I had me shook. Girl, sometimes you be choking because you're trying you to hold it. Yeah, trying right, to hold it. Let, let me sip some water while we're on that note. Why don't you? Um, why don't you start telling us you love it or leave it while I get myself together? <laughs> Yes. So this week I am loving it because we are in the week of love, Valentine's Day. So my love it is, um, even though I won't have a a male Valentine, I love a good scent. Mm. Um, You know, a scent that is going to draw the man in, make him want to stay and linger for a while. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Yeah. No, he's not. Well, she was attracted to it because. Oh, yeah, whatever it is. It was like a sexy scent. She was following that drink, tail all in the sky. (laughs) That's what you want. (laughs) Exactly. So um, I am loving Replica. There is um, Replica has a number of different fragrances, um, but the one that I'm loving right now is by the fireplace. Um, so check it out. It definitely, if you're more of a sensual, woodsy, um, you know, type of girl like I am, don't really give me too many like fruity, floral, overly sweet things. Douse me in sensuality. Oh, so douse me. <laughs> So that is what I am loving this week. Oh, I also will say I am loving the fact that I am spending time celebrating just sisterhood um, with some Galentine's Day activities. So me and a couple of my girlfriends went to tea at the Mandarin Oriental, and I am currently away on a little Galentine's Day weekend trip. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, when Love you guys that. hear this, I'll be relaxing prayerfully if nothing happens. Right, God willing. God willing. And a creek don't beach. rise. Exactly. Pray, praise the Lord. <laughs> what you got this week? Leaving it or loving it? I'm loving it in the spirit of love day. What I've noticed is like 
the new language for like the kids, they call it like happy love day or happy heart day. Oh. Like I've seen that on a lot of cards and things when I was looking to get hmm. things for Ellie's class. And Is that something like to do with inclusivity or something? I have no, like love is love. I don't know. But like, hmm. like even on Blue's Clues and everything, it's happy love day. Um, so yeah, so happy love day, heart day, Valentine's, Galentine's, whatever your pleasure. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> speaking of the little one, I am really loving all of the bonding experiences that we've had around celebrating Valentine's mm. Day and all the, all the, I am one for a monthly celebration. So Tennille knows and <laughs> all my friends know, like I'll change out my paper plates, my napkins, mm-hmm. my wreath on my front door for every little thing every month. <laughs> I just, it's like a refresh. My sister right. calls the first floor of our house that we lived in she calls it the hotel lobby like the upstairs doesn't change (laughs) but she's like the lobby like at the mgm like all the lobby stuff change so my bar cart and all of that um and i've been doing this for a year way before i had a child and even before i had a husband like i've just i just love it um i was listening to our good friend shalice shout out her Mm, podcast the behind the glow podcast and she had on um shakira from occasions by shakira and she makes these adorable um it's a little concept which i've been doing for years i never had a name for it um Uh but she has a name for it trademarked okay snap snap it's called the occasions bin and she has a bin or like a basket on her counter that she'll swap out every um month or every mm-hmm. season with all the things I just mentioned, the straws, the paper plates, mm. the napkins, the cookie cutters, all that kind of stuff. So I love how she pulled that idea together. And there are probably so much, so many of us out here who have been like scouring Target and Home Goods and doing this mm-hmm. and didn't have a name for it or for a place it. for it, like, you know, sitting it out on the counter. I always have my stuff in the cabinet. So um, I started following Shakira about a year ago and then mm-hmm. I got to hear from her on the podcast and just hear mm. more about how it came to be. So she has a really um sweet blog as well. So definitely oh. yeah, check out Shakira and Shalice, uh both of those ladies. But yeah, Ellie and I have been making pancakes and mm. cookies. And if you're not a baker, Target has a um pre-baked um like heart cookie, sugar cookie set with like the decorations, almost how they do the um, gingerbread houses. So mm-hmm. you can go in there and do a little activity with your little, so you don't have to be like the baking person in order mm-hmm, to do it. Mm-hmm. Or even if you're just doing something with your Galentines or your friends and you want to have mm-hmm. like a cute activity to do um, when you get together. So that's what I'm loving. All, all things arts, crafts, and baking. Let me call my girl Ellie and tell her that she needs to invite TT over for some heart-shaped pancakes. She'll be so excited. And <laughs> and the thing is, so y'all know, well, maybe y'all don't know, but those of you who know, like I love cooking. So like, you know, pre-Ellie, mm-hmm. or even since she's been around, I would like, I whip my own cream. I don't buy ready-made whipped cream. I just, I like the whole experience of like doing it. But <clears throat> I broke that rule because I, because I, well... I mean, I say I broke the rule. I tried to whip cream with her around the holiday so we can make hot chocolate. And it was just too mm-hmm. much. It's already extra steps with a three, you know, with a toddler, right. with a three-year-old in the kitchen. So I said, you know what? Why don't I just get some ready whip and some pre-baked, um, not pre-baked, but like some sugar cookie dough. Like sugar why do I have dough. to right. from scratch? It doesn't matter if it tastes good. Her little finger's going to be all in anyway. Like, am I even really trying to eat this? So I did. Ready Whip cost like a dollar. It was nothing to it. And it even on her normal like Monday through Friday pancakes, even if we're not mm-hmm. cutting them um, with um, cookie cutters, cookie cutter, I buy the yeah. pre-made Lego pancakes so she can eat pancakes during the, um, uh, is that what it's called? Lego my Echo? Echo pancakes. Echo. I was yeah, like, what are Lego, Lego pancakes? pancakes. <laughs> so, um, so I don't have, you know, I'm not baking them during like the week or whatever. And yeah, her dad will like defrost them, stick them in the microwave, and we'll just whip cream hearts on them and sprinkles. Oh, it takes two seconds, yeah. but it makes breakfast so much more fun. Or if we like fry egg, we'll just cut it out into a um, into a heart. So, so it's like cute. really easy stuff you can do that doesn't, you don't have to be like a Pinterest mom or whatever. You know, I'm trying to figure out like if you think about themes and like how you connect with your friends. Mm-hmm. Two of my closest friends, so you and then um, one of my other friends that I affectionately call her DJ. Mm-hmm. You all are like the, I'm going to make my own whipped cream. I'm going to make mm-hmm. my own whatever it is. And I'm like, how did I like... <laughs> 
get connected with you all because I am just like, what? Like I was talking to her the other night and she was like, it was movie night for her and my goddaughter. Mm-hmm. And she was in there legit popping the popcorn from the kernels, mm-hmm. melting the butter. <laughs> I was like, girl, if that was me, me and my little kid, we going to have some Redenbacher microwave popcorn. Pop secret. Girl, she was in. Girl, she or was some in. boom chicka. You just open that bag and pour it into the <laughs> No, no, I'm going to do that. We're going to at least have some. At least microwave. It's going to be hot, but it ain't going to be. That boom chicka, it ain't bad. The sweet and salty one, it's not bad. Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, how did I miss this, like, um, homemaker whatever yeah. gene but yeah. all of my you know not all of them oh, actually no a good a number of your of close my, friends yeah it's true hmm. yeah interesting but, but what I'm learning is that I don't I mean I, I still enjoy doing that but it doesn't have to be that all the time like if I'm mm-hmm. with the little one I can cut corners it you know and yeah. then when it's, it's just she ain't gonna know no different she, ain't, she doesn't care she's just if it, <laughs> if it has a sprinkle on it she's yeah. on a thousand she gets so I mean she's clapping her hands when her breakfast comes oh. to the table that's how excited she is so yeah give myself a little grace all right and now it is time to set the table Today, we are delving into the second principle of the 12 principles of healing through hospitality, which is make space. Let's dig in. Make space. All right. So what does make space mean to you, Maddie? Making the space for me is really about... um, evaluating all of the things that we have. So you guys know that these 12 principles grew out of the Healing Through Hospitality Gathering Guide. So initially it was about making, you know, tidying up a physical space, right? And people had all these apprehensions about having folks gather in their homes because my house isn't perfect. But um, as the guide will tell you, and you can find it on lovemadden.com, just make a little space, just carve out a nook where people can get together, out a bathroom if people need to run to the bathroom real quick. And that's it. Your whole house doesn't have to be clean. Um, so applying that principle to the, you know, the grander scheme of life, making space is really about um, evaluating, you know, what you have, taking an inventory of what you have, um, looking at, you know, what value or meaning it adds mm-hmm. to your life or your situation or your space or your health, and then purging the rest. That's what making the space um, and tidying up is really all about. And today we're going to really dig into that conversation around what um, p- that purge looks like, what cleaning mm. up looks like. And it's mm-hmm. it's not not necessarily, you know, the minimalist sort of sparking joy. Um, what's that lady's name? Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo, right. It's not necessarily just, you know, that, but there are a lot of things. And, and, and what she does is great as well. But there are a lot of mm-hmm. things that we can do, not just in our physical space, but our mental and spiritual space to tidy up. And there is a connection between environment and how we feel. When I look around and my house is messy, I'm usually not in the best space um, mentally. And it's like a, which came first, the chicken or the egg. And then I'm not in the best space mentally when I look around and my house is messy. Um, So it's kind of a, a both and for me. So yeah, that's what it's about. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a really good episode because you and I are kind of at opposite, I don't want to say opposite ends of the spectrum. We are. But yeah. call a thing a thing. (laughs) I think we have two varying perspectives on making space and tidying (laughs) up. Um, And interestingly enough, we've done everything together, but we we lived together um, for a year or two and Mm -hmm. it went well. But what role has making space played in your personal life and your journey to healing? Yeah. So as Maddie just alluded to, I am not the um, most tidy person. Um, I'm not like super dirty or anything like that, but um, everything always doesn't make it back to its rightful home. And and over time, things just accumulate. And then I'm one of those, oh my gosh, you know, the the house looks like this. And now I have to spend 
hours and hours trying to get it back to its rightful place versus mm-hmm. um, doing something uh, like every day, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. think that is 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 helpful and less overwhelming. And I start that sometimes and then I fall off. But what I will say is that making space for me um, is more, I think the mental it, it starts with me mentally first. And then, like you said, it manifests its way um, in my physical space and, and how I'm like thinking and, 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 and moving. And so if I'm not um, operating at um, my kind of optimal mental state, the place around me is looking like Hurricane Katrina went through it. And I'm not you know, even though I'm moving and I'm existing and I'm being, you know, checking off things off my to-do list, it is nowhere near as effective and I'm not giving it my personal best. Mm. I don't think I'm showing up as my personal best when the things around me aren't tidy Mm. um, or I I haven't made space for them. Um, And sometimes I've also realized that um, I, I can be one of those people who needs a little like kick in the butt um, to to mm-hmm. make some of that space, whether it's uh, setting boundaries, right? Because that's more of a, a mental thing. But mm-hmm. even um, one of my girlfriends gave me a gift card for an organizer for my 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I had that person come into my home and help me with my kind of coat closet, junk closet, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just her like, Forcing me to really determine if there, if I needed, you know, this item was a game changer for me. Like sometimes mm. you have to be forced into purging. Mm-hmm. And now when I go into that closet, I'm like, this looks really nice. Yes. I can find things easier, you know, all of those things. So mm. for me, um, I'm in this place and I, I have, I think, said this before where if you don't make the space, um, you can't operate optimally. Yeah. And you don't allow for God to give you more or give you what he wants to give you because you're so jammed up either mentally or physically. Come on with the takeaways. You got you had the takeaway before we even got to the takeaway part. Um, I love oh, that. Oh, sorry. No, that's good. No, sorry. So if you're taking notes, that's um, <laughs> that's excellent. You know, you cannot operate optimally if you haven't mm-hmm. made the space to do so. That's that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about your um like what role it's played in your personal journey. So, um for me like I said I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I like to frequently purge mm-hmm. things. I like now I do like to buy things. So, you know, especially for the home. Mm-hmm. But if I buy uh, some mugs. I've said this before. I'm getting rid of the other ones. Yeah. If I'm buying a new set of dishes, I'm I'm I don't have two sets of dishes at the same. Well, I do actually. I have one everyday set and then one sort of um nicer set. And we like to use our nicer set not just for guests, but like even on the weekend if I'm cooking weekend, cooking something. Uh-huh. Yeah, but so for dinner and stuff like that. But like for lunch, we have like an everyday kind of throwaway set. But either way, I, I don't have like many sets. I don't have many sets of different. Pots and pans from over the towels and sheets and clothes. I'm constantly in sort of a purging and renewal cycle. And Mm -hmm. it makes it easier for me to keep things tidy because I don't have a lot of things. A lot. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of things. And you have a lot of things. Not Mm -hmm. just physical things in your environment, but you talk Mm -hmm. about this almost on every season about how you want to make space (laughs) on your calendar. And Mm -hmm. I think you have a lot of things also going on. Um, So when you talk about boundaries, I think it's harder to make space on your calendar when everything's a yes. Yes, for sure. So Mm -hmm. some things are going to have to be a no, whether that's purging items or not purchasing items or not saying okay to different activities. And I've been in this in the um, season of like my calendar being just overflowing with things and me Mm -hmm. being stressed out, you know, it's probably Mm -hmm. more often than not. And so I have had to create some boundaries around saying, Hey, I can join for not a lot, but not for a long time, or I'm not going to be able to come this weekend, or I'll catch up with you another time. And Mm -hmm. they they be all right. They'll be all right. I even do it at work. I let, because I have a very boundaryless job. Mm -hmm. So I just let them know, like, you know, this is my family time and I'll, I'll get to it first thing in the morning. You know, I'm tracking message received, Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm not going to, 
stop to do this because then that clutters up how I'm feeling. It creates these clogs sort of mentally and even physically um, and spiritually. So definitely for me, um, my personal journey, I think has towards healing has really been around reducing um, the noise Um, Mm -hmm. and that could be physical noise in my space. And I think we talked about tidying up in the first season and I talked about reducing the visual noise in your space, um, but also reducing the noise on your schedule. And I'm going to go back and find out what um, episode that was so that I can link it in the show notes because we we dealt we do- yes. dove into this um, this topic and the blessing I found in this on my healing journey is that by minimizing the noise whether it's visual physical mm-hmm. um, whatever I've been able to hear from God mm. because there are less um, things that are kind of clogging up that pathway for me to be able to to hear from God and so. Um, reducing the noise has been a, a huge blessing to me. And that's happened through purging. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second. Yeah. And healing, um, I think one of the uh, most important, because there are a lot of important, um, let me not say most important, let me say an important component of healing is stillness. Yeah. Um, so that you can hear from God and you can, you know, reconcile your thoughts and, and all of those things. And so um, I'm just kind of thinking about my own self. Being still in a space that um, has that, you know, visual noise reduced Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. is a a little bit more tidy puts me just in a better posture Mm -hmm. to hear from from God to, you know, to hear from my own self and, you know, in terms of my own thoughts. So it's really good. All right. So let's see. What is a key personal lesson that you've learned as it relates to making space? So. For me, and there's an old saying that goes out of sight, out of mind. Mm. Sometimes we feel like we are purging something, but we're really just hiding it. We're really just moving it. We're really Mm -hmm. just getting it out from front and center. So for me, I always pride myself on like, oh, I don't accumulate a bunch of stuff and this is just not how I operate and blah, 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 blah. Um, But when we moved from our home into mm-hmm. where while we're looking for another home we're moving into we've moved into um a smaller investment property that we have mm-hmm. and so it's like a two bedroom apartment right so while mm-hmm. we're in this in you know in this move i did real purging um and we had a basement in our in our other house and mm-hmm. our other house was it was a pretty good size and what i realized when i got into that basement was there was a lot of stuff that i thought that i had purged that i had really just hidden And so when you uncover that and apply that in your everyday life, there are some things that you move from front of mind to the back burner so that you can feel like you have the space and the mental capacity to start the business or do the things on the side or be whole for a relationship. But but you Mm -hmm. haven't really purged those items, those those trauma bonds, those memories you have just mm. pushed them to the basement. And so mm. what I learned during my move is I am not carrying this shit, okay, for lack of a better term, from house to house to house. Like what Girl. is in these boxes? So I really did a deep clean and a deep purge in my physical space. So even though my house looked clean mm-hmm. and presentable and it was organized and boxed up and labeled, it was out, out of sight. Anybody comes over, it's like, oh, your house looks great. Everything looks wonderful. There, That stuff was still there. It was still in the basement. So moving into this new season, that stuff is now um, is now gone and it's been purged. And I feel good about that. I mean, there are things that I was keeping because of emotional mm-hmm. connections, like mm-hmm. T-shirts from our first business or, mm-hmm. you know, from when my husband used to throw parties like 15 years ago. Like mm-hmm. I take a picture of that stuff and move on. What, <laughs> what are you keeping this stuff for? Um, so there is a lot of stuff that I really got rid of. I had kept stuff from like when I went to my Delta rush in college and Mm -hmm. for what, you know, I kept the important things, important documents and certificates and all that other stuff I got rid of. Like I I literally, it was just in boxes moving from place to place to place with me for over a decade. Yeah. What about you? What's a personal lesson that you've learned as it relates to making space? Huh? I mean, you just came through with an amazing um, personal lesson that I definitely echo um, because I think, like you said, we we push things out of sight, out of mind, and then at some point they will show back up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> for me, it's just that man. Again, I think it goes back to that whole visualization. When my space starts to look a little crazy, I need to take some time to do some a mental evaluation uh-huh. to really figure out like what's going on with you. Is it you know you're just not motivated to do much so uh-huh. that you know now things are just piling up? Is it that you are maybe a little slightly depressed and mm. you're not, you know, um, you know, you're not doing the things that you need to do or that you would normally do mm-hmm. if you were in a better place. Um, and so it's really just being aware, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So just taking stock on a very, on a frequent basis to kind of check in with myself mm. is um, a personal lesson that I have um, learned over the years. Now, mm-hmm. I will be honest with y'all. I don't always act on those evaluations. Okay. I'm a work in progress. Yes, um, we all so, are. <laughs> so <laughs> even like now, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm I'm in the house this weekend. I'm looking around and I'm like, girl, once you get off of recording this podcast, you need to take some action. Are you in the house uh, or are you on, are you on a girl's trip? Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, so we're recording this in advance. <laughs> Girl, I'm cleaning up the Airbnb. <laughs> All right, let me go back to where I am in in Florida on the beach. <laughs> but yeah, so it's really just acting on the evaluation um, and just starting. If we go back to episode one, yeah, like doing some small things. That's it each and every day to make sure that it doesn't get to a point of overwhelm. And that really just ties back to the that my answer to the first question, because a lot of times I'm just mentally overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And so many of us are mentally overwhelmed, mm-hmm. burnt out, don't have the emotional bandwidth or capacity. We're like right at the one drop away from the cup overflowing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So based off of your personal lesson, um, or lessons that you just shared with us. What do you want our listeners, the women who are listening to this um, episode, to know about making space in their own lives? Like, what advice would you have, or just a takeaway that somebody can say? All right, here's the one thing that I I, I mm-hmm. learned on this episode. Do a little something each and every day. Mm, you took mine. Um, I mean, you didn't take mine, uh, but sorry. it's mine. It's gonna be real similar. Yeah, but be like putting things back in their rightful place, mm-hmm. whether it is a boundary, whether it's mm. saying yes, whether it's saying no, whether it's just putting, you know, washing the dish when you create the di- mm-hmm. create the mess mm-hmm. versus just putting it in the sink and then allowing things to um pile you up. Know, to pile up, That's right? Good. So do something, a little something each day to make space mm-hmm. in your physical space and in your mental your emotional. space. So, yeah. So whether that's praying, whether it's meditating, whether it's, you know, breathing in some essential oils, just make time to do the things that you need to do, um, you know, to, 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 op- to operate optimally, as I said a little bit earlier. And just like the, that dishes, that's an analogy for how things pile up in our minds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it'll be somebody will make, I'm waiting one more comment, right? She got one more time. <laughs> If somebody sent me one more email, I'm going off because we didn't address it. Um, We allowed Mm -hmm. it to pile up. We just set that dish in the sink. Who's going to come get it? It's it's going to be there waiting. It's going to be there. And that's the same thing with our emotional baggage. Um, It's just piling up because we're not creating space to take on more. So that was that was good right there. Mm-hmm. The thing that I think I want our listeners to know is quite similar. It's about sort of doing one thing, but I want to put a little bit more parameters around it. Okay. I do these 20 minute sprints mm. um, for whatever. So if mm-hmm. I'm cleaning the kitchen, I will, you could do like set your microwave timer or whatever, but I'll just mm-hmm. do a 20 minute sprint where I'm like, I'm going to do as much as I can in 20 minutes. And nine times out of 10 in 20 minutes, I can literally clean the whole kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The reason I don't start doing stuff sometimes is because I feel so overwhelmed by all of these things out of place. And so I'll even practice it with Ellie. Mm -hmm. I'll say, all right, we're going to, until we hear the beeper go off, we're going to clean everything up as fast as we can in five minutes. Mm -hmm. She can Mm -hmm. literally put all her toys away in like two minutes. You just throw them in a box. Um, And so on Saturday mornings, um, I like to cook breakfast 
with my family while I'm kind of mm-hmm. doing laundry and we'll just spend 20 minutes. My husband will be folding or I'll mm-hmm. jump, put the load in and then I'll just wipe up the kitchen or we'll go make the beds or do whatever. So in our old house, I would spend like 20 minutes in different sections of the house, just doing as right. much as I can and then being cool with what's not done. But where we are now, the space is so small. I might just do like the front of the house where we spend time, like the oh, living room wow. kitchen, and then 20 minutes in our bedrooms. Because usually we have folded clothes sitting on top of the dresser. Mm-hmm. And in 20 minutes, you can put them away, make the bed, and light a candle. Like, and that, it ain't that much to it. <laughs> yes, it might uh, still be. Speak a, for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> in the corner, it might still be, you know, some stuff laid out to the side, and that's okay. But you will be. Um, um, immensely surprised by how mm-hmm. much you can get done, especially if you move with a purpose, like put yes, your phone down it. and just like, I mean, jog through it, like set some music and make it a race. Like that's how we literally do it. Like, all right, let's go fast as we can. Then right. mommy can shut up and we all sit down and watch TV and y'all don't have to hear me yap, but we do it first thing in the morning on Saturdays. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. The 20 and minute sprint. The 20 minute sprint. I think I learned that from, I don't know. I get all these inputs. It might've been Emily Lay in her simplified mm. thing or one of mm-hmm. these other people who talk about like organization and organization, stuff. Um, yeah. If I remember, I'll definitely attribute it to the right person, but that's not an idea that I came up with. It might've even been the lazy genius. If you haven't read oh, that remember. book, the lazy genius way or listen to their podcast, they have a lot of tips. So one of those places I pulled this from and, yeah, and Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you know, um, cause I know you are a wealth of resource. Is there like a list of um, like things that you should keep to like minimize the clutter? So for example, mm-hmm. like do you need, you know, should you keep just two sets of, sets of sheets or? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Lazy Jean. Yeah, she outlines that. Oh, okay. And I'll see if I can find that. But literally she has two sets of sheets. Each person in her house gets two sets of towels. Like each person mm-hmm. gets towel, hand towel, and then, I mean, and more than one washcloth, Lord. But, you know, just one, <laughs> we're not getting Y'all, this. We're not doing a, okay, this. We've talked about these washcloths before. Go ahead. <laughs> Speak your piece because I have to cough anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to say, if you ever invite me over to your house, I need one washcloth per day. Okay. You need Don't two per, get, she needs two per day because she needs a face washcloth and a body washcloth. That's true. Well, actually, it depends because sometimes I wash my face in the in shower. In the shower, but, true. But yes, like, do not give me two washcloths for my four day stay at your home. It's not going to work. Or so, maybe you can pack a couple. Bring my own. Your- You're right. I have, I, and I have done it before and I will do it again. Yeah. So. <laughs> That is something she does. And I'll see if I can, I can at least link her, um, her Instagram yeah. in the show notes and you can from there find your own podcast <laughs> website and resources and books. Find your own resource. <laughs> it's all on her IG, but, um, cool. Definitely. Yeah. All right. If there is one thing that you can apply this practice to in the very near future in your own life, what would it be? So this is very um, like literal, but like I Mm -hmm. told you guys, we just moved and I've been working my way through the rooms um, and our bedroom is like the last room. Like I started with all the Mm -hmm. physical spaces, my daughter's space, and then now we're in our bedroom um, and I've been making some progress towards it in my 20 minute sprints, but there's just still Mm -hmm. a lot that's just like not even unpacked back there. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Something needs to be hung up, like stuff that you need more than 20 minutes to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be it for me. I, I literally am the type of person who's only in my bedroom to like sleep and do mm. what people, what married people do in the bed. But I'm not now, in the, what? I guess this is the Valentine's Day episode. So we now, can talk a little hanky panky. <laughs> um, but I don't like watch TV in my room. I hang out in my room. I don't do other things in my room. So because mm. I don't spend a lot of time there, I did it last, but I do still spend time there. And it is a sanctuary where I go in to rest and to get dressed Mm -hmm. and do all of those kind of things. So for me, it's pretty literal. Like I want to apply um, tidying up, making space, and even just the just start concept Mm -hmm. um, to finishing, finally getting settled into our bedroom. What about you? I'm actually going to apply the um, practice that you just mentioned, which Mm -hmm. is the 20-minute sprints. Mm -hmm. and do that on a daily basis. So 
um, daily. You know, and they, yeah, I think I could do it daily. You could, girl, twenty minutes a day—that's a half an episode of uh, <laughs> DMV Love. Ready for love. Ready to love. <laughs> I know. Or I mean, honestly, I scroll for way many more hours a day than 20 minutes. So I could spend 20 minutes just knocking out something, whether that, you know, washing dishes, putting my clothes away, any little thing. So I'm going to do that. Just incorporate the 20 minute sprint into my daily practice. I'll say Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. And then on the weekends when I'm in the house, I'm going to do an hour because. Yeah. Wow. I think that'll help focus me. Or maybe I'm, break it up. Break it up into three 20-minute sprints. So maybe you have a... Because the whole point is if you do an hour of cleaning up, like for those of us who can't concentrate on things for a long time, you can get distracted. You might sit down and pause to scroll. So, well, see what works for you. you got to try it out because um, last week... <laughs> this sounds really, really bad. I think it took me two and a half hours to clean the bathroom. And so... But it was... Be- but it was because rather, but that, that's my point. You would rather not start than know that you have two and a half hours to be digging in the grout. Yeah, it's too much. So no, 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 but I'm saying if I if I was intentional about setting the, oh, the one hour timer, I would have gotten it done quicker. In a shorter because, period of time. Yes, because okay, you know you spent two or hours eat- cleaning the bathroom, but you weren't. Just cleaning the bathroom. I wasn't just cleaning the bathroom. Lollygagging. <laughs> Lollygagging. As, yes. as the people say. So. I got you. Yes, yes, yes. But another thought would be, um, like for someone like me, is to break up the sprints. So mm-hmm. I literally do 20 minutes and whatever's done is not done in the morning. And then I'll mm-hmm. come back and I might do one in the afternoon if I'm home. And then I'll, I'll do a 20-minute yeah. sprint before um, we wind down. Or like once I give Ellie her dinner or her afternoon snack then once she's kind of mm-hmm. sitting and doing that on the weekend then I'll just use that time to quickly like throw a load in and fold one load and it might not be the whole week's worth of laundry right but in that 20 minutes I can get like make significant progress toward the next week you know strip yeah. the sheets like whatever and yeah. honestly I'm like um Tanil, you have to get in a little bit not little but I need to get in way more um adopt way more better habits that excuse my grammar again <laughs> But if I'm planning to have a child, my Mm -hmm. current life and the way that I operate is honestly not set up for routine and like an order. So I need to start getting into the flow. Right. Okay. So I feel like we spent a good amount of time talking about how this applies in the physical space. And I think Mm -hmm. that matters, right? Like we said, Mm -hmm. those things are all interconnected. Mm -hmm. It's all part of the same ecosystem, so to speak, right? But how could even something like, and I'm thinking aloud as we're talking through this, how could something like the 20 minute sprint apply to our mental mental or emotional wellness? Mm -hmm. Is that 20 minutes of journaling? Is that 20 minutes of intentional quiet time? Is that 20 minutes of locking yourself in the bathroom and putting on a face mask and listening to music? Mm -hmm. If you, you know, if you have a busy house or family mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. how is it is it prayer time is it bible time and it's crazy because 20 minutes to clean up doesn't sound long mm-hmm. but 20 minutes of quiet time or reading the bible sounds long i'm like 20 minutes of meditation what i know i was thinking long. i was thinking 5 minutes i was going to say 5 minutes of stillness right 20 minutes sounds long but why is that it's because we prioritize the doing <laughs> you okay over there yeah, my AirPod fell out of my ear. Again. This is the second time it's happened. <laughs> That's why I don't wear AirPods. And I got the big DJ DJ on the ones and twos over the ear um, headphones on. Because the AirPods. Yeah, I'll be going back to the my original like, yes, standard. Child. Yeah, because this ain't even technology. If it ain't Sometimes broke. it's good, but not always. Go exactly. Ahead. So, yeah, like if we prioritize the. Um, feeling productive. We feel productive when we clean. Mm-hmm. It's a ping. It's a dopamine hit. It's a check mark. Mm-hmm. We feel productive when we, and we have, can see it and we can see it. And we, we, mm-hmm. we feel, and also we attach value to what we get done. So mm-hmm. we feel affirmed. We feel more valuable when we've done something because that's how we were raised. Oh, you accomplished mm-hmm. a good job. I'm so proud of you. You're a good girl. You've cleaned your room. You get a treat, right? Mm-hmm. We don't attach value um, to resting or taking care of ourselves in the same way. And we don't even really view it as being productive. 
Like I was having a conversation with my husband the other day about how rest is productive and Mm -hmm. how by him taking time to just rest and pause and take care of himself or, you know, watch a game or do whatever without having his laptop open and feeling like Mm -hmm. he has to multitask. He is being productive during that time. And that's, that's something that I had to teach to myself first. Mm -hmm. And I still don't Mm -hmm. have a grasp on it before I could um, even kind of impart that on him. But Mm -hmm. rest is productive. We are producing Mm -hmm. something by sleeping eight hours or whatever. And you hear so many entrepreneurs say, you know, entrepreneurs don't sleep and this, that, and the third. And I mean, those people are really, they're successful. And so maybe there is some truth to that. But what this podcast is about and this healing journey is about, is about finding the balance and squeezing the most out of life. And that's not always just in what we're able to produce or create, but it's also in how we're able to live our life and our journey out. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing yourself enough to know what it is you need. Like Mm -hmm. I am uh, eight hours of sleep girl. Yeah. So at 10, but you know, between 1030 and like 1130, mm-hmm. I'm winding down. Unless mm-hmm. there is something like really, really, really pressing going on in my life, you are not going to find me staying up past 1130. So that's something that you have made the space for. That's a mm-hmm. perfect example. When you say, oh, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum, we're thinking about physically, but you've made yeah. the space to prioritize going to sleep because you know you need it in order to operate the next day. Yes. And I mean, it was how we were created. Like there are some fundamental things if we go back to the caveman days or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Think about the evolution. Like rest is the, I I was watching a, um, not a TED talk, but like a masterclass that Mm -hmm. I have an uncle who's um, in the tech space and Mm -hmm. he's really got this whole um, sort of like peace thing down, right? Like self peace and just taking care of himself Mm -hmm. um, thing down. And he kind of put it this way that like rest is the basement. It's the foundation Mm. for all other things to build our health around. And our health is literally the most important thing in our lives. And he quoted, he said, it's a common quote. I had never heard it that said the healthy man has 99 problems, but a person who's sick only has one. Mm. If you're not sick, if you're not well, Everything else literally doesn't matter. And so setting the foundation for your wellness is based on rest. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So I think it's important that we, that we do that. Any other takeaways around making space spiritually, emotionally, mentally? So, yeah, for me, um, I don't know about, you all, but during this time of the pandemic, there have definitely been places or or spaces and in time where I've leaned into my faith heavily. And, Mm. and I've always been faithful. Let me not, you know, put that out there like that, but um, where I'm connecting with God through uh, corporate worship, Mm. um, I have felt at times like I'm over virtual corporate worship experiences. Mm-hmm. So I've started to Just speak regular. You're over online church. <laughs> of course she said she's I was trying to decode. I'm over what did she say? Virtual corporate worship experiences. What yes. Corporate worship. Okay, excuse me. Let me corporate do a quick worship. let me do a quick plug. If you're not signed up for lovemadden.com, sign up. I'm doing a weekly word. They're really good. And the word of the week on week three was about church and how we are church and we can have church whenever and wherever we are. So if you're feeling like you're over online church, which is where I think Tanil is going, I think that is a good online church (laughs) equals corporate (laughs) worship. You called it virtual. Yeah, because it is virtual corporate worship. When we in the sanctuary, it's just corporate worship. So for those who don't even go to church, they're probably like, I don't even know what she's talking about. So what did you know? I wanted to let y'all know that I was still connected with the Lord via and the, corporate and the body of Christ. In the body of Christ. No, but any no, no, all jokes aside. I yes, I'm very over online um church. And so I'm I need to I need to find other ways. And you know, through whether that's through prayer you know, podcast or, mm-hmm. or some other venue to get that source of feeding my spirituality. Because again, that is going to uh, create space for me to, to do other things 
um, to, to lean more into my faith when, you know, I've hit some obstacles, mm. um, you know, throughout like the past couple of months, mm-hmm. like just leaning into that and getting fed the word, I think strengthens our faith. Um, and at this point I need it, but then it's like, okay, how do I get it? Because I'm over online church. So yeah, do figure out what works for you. And if something is not working, I'll say just make an adjustment or find another way to supplement. Yeah. Um, that would be kind of my takeaway. And I think for a lot of people, being over online church, when we get back to normal or whatever, is going to translate into being over church, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who are in that space. And that that's that's what kind of came to me when I was writing the weekly word about church, mm-hmm. is that church doesn't have to be what we grew up to know it to be. And it doesn't have yeah. to be what it looks like now. It doesn't have to be... Maverick City, Elevation, Transformation, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. the Asians. You know what I mean? Like church mm-hmm, can be mm-hmm. me and Tanil having church right now, you know, on this podcast. Mm-hmm, church mm-hmm. can be you listening, you know, in with us when two or three are gathered. You know, we know that right. the Holy Spirit is there in our midst. It could be sitting around the table. It could be quiet time, mm-hmm. meditating um, on your own and inviting right. God into that time. And so in the whole staying with the topic of making space and kind Mm -hmm. of creating a tidy space. I think one thing that we've lost when it comes to corporate worship is the sanctity of the Sunday morning or or Mm. the Saturday night in your case, you know, like Mm -hmm. having that Sabbath sort of um, carved out because everything is all running together. And other than Chick-fil-A, nobody is really holding on to Chick-fil-A said, we said what we said, okay? We said what we're, we said. We are keeping the Sabbath holy. But like when we were growing up, there, people didn't have like sports games and stuff and right. activities on Sundays. Now it's like mm-hmm. no holds bar. Stores are open. Activities are happening. Mm-hmm. People, people having soccer at 9 o'clock party. in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, AAU basketball, all 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like that is unheard of. So I think mm-hmm. just speaking about what was unheard of. So speaking about what you were saying, just going in that same vein, for me has been making space on Sunday morning because mm. there's something special for me about Sunday morning yes. to yes. have yes. church. And it hasn't included watching church. Now I do watch church regularly um, because it's a part of my job. Um, and Facts. also because I love the ministry that I um, belong to. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Pastor <laughs> Keith Battle is uh, just has a he, I mean, there, he has delivered some really strong messages that have moved me in many ways and been life changing mm-hmm. to me. And so I really do value what it is that he has to offer. He just did a series about divine interruption interruptions yeah. and knowing when um, to leave your living to pursue your purpose and your calling. And like for mm-hmm. the season I'm in right now, that was so powerful. So I do watch it, but sometimes I'll watch it on my phone mm-hmm. on Tuesday night in the bed in the morning I'll um because they'll do the sermons you know audio right. I'll just listen yeah. to them in the car but for me hearing a sermon or listening to worship music is not necessarily what church is um or even communion or some of the other traditional mm-hmm. um rituals for mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. church is that time where I feel connected to God and sometimes mm-hmm, that happens in mm-hmm. church and sometimes that happens it at my desk, yeah. you know, That's on true. Sunday morning. So creating, finding out what your Sabbath is and taking a day of rest. If God had to take a day of rest after all he did and all his power and might, what makes you think that you don't need to take a day of rest? So mm. that's the takeaway. Make <clears throat> space a for a Sabbath. Boom. Mm. Boom. Drop mic. mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's really good. I think that... Um, for 2022, and I don't, I don't know. It has been intentional because mm-hmm. I, I have um, said no to some things, but just I've had really nothing to do on the weekends, and I think that has been very helpful for mm-hmm. me. And so maybe I shift that a little bit now to just yeah, that Sunday time where you know in the morning I am spending that kind of that time connecting with God whatever way that looks like and then you know Sunday afternoons I'm doing things a little bit slower and mm-hmm. just relaxing and recharging. So I do um like that making space for a Sabbath. I love that. All right, that's exciting. All right. Um I'm getting ready to close this out in prayer unless you have something else for us. I ain't got nothing else for you today. So go ahead and let's go to the throne. Let's go to the throne in corporate worship, saints. (laughs) This is corporate prayer. Now we're moving into corporate prayer. Okay, thank you. Corrected. (laughs) 
All right. Um, if you can, if you're able, bow your head and close your eyes. God, we praise you for being such a wonderful God, um, for being an amazing creator who is all powerful and all knowing and all loving. We thank you for your love and for how um, you love us. And we want to reciprocate yeah. that love back to you. We thank you for the example of how to love ourselves, God, and how you um, are really the model for how to live our lives. And so, um, in learning to love you, we learn to better love ourselves because we were created in your image, man and woman. We're yeah. created in the image of God. And so there is God in us. So just thank you for the opportunity to know how to honor that in ourselves and love up on ourselves, not just today on love day, but always. And then thank you, God, for teaching us, really commanding us to love others Mm -hmm. as we love ourselves. So for giving us the model of what it's like to love God, to recognize that God in ourselves and love ourselves. And then thank you, God, for the overflow and the ability to pour out and to love up on others. So um, God, we thank you that we would be able to love up on somebody today, to share some love, to call yeah. somebody, a friend, a family, a stranger, a person in need, God, um, and to be delight and to be your mm -hmm. hands and feet. So we thank you for that opportunity, God. And we come before you humbly asking that you would help us on our journey to healing through hospitality and healing through love, God, and that you would guide us, um, that everything that we share in this podcast would not just fall on deaf ears, but that it would um, be transformational to the woman or the man that might be listening to this message right now. Help us to apply it in our lives and to make space, Lord, first for you, Yes. Uh, then for ourselves and mm -hmm. then for others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go out and be loved. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe. Then leave a five-star rating and review. Yes, and there's plenty more where this came from. Check out the show notes, download the online guide, and keep the conversation going over at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social, L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N. This episode of Love Madden, the podcast, is brought to you by our friends at Tap Tap Send, the fast and easy way to send money across the world, now operating in Ethiopia. I recently used it and the money was transferred almost instantly with no fees. Try it for yourself. Download the app, tap, tap, send in your app store, and then use the promo code LOVEMADDEN to get 10 extra US dollars to send to your family or friends back home.